0: It's time to feel the power Love me a little contact with Hurricane Hotline.
2: You think football is fun? Uh, yes.
0: Live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Bristow and Hurricane's head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and Coach John Booth.
3: Okay very pleasant good evening everyone we're live from beefo brady's on this tuesday evening and uh, we've got a great crowd in here tonight they're still uh, flowing in as we're going to talk hurricane football here for the next one hour and boy we've got a lot to catch up on because we were off last week and um john booth joining me as is tony rogier receivers coach gentlemen very pleasant good evening Thank you. Thanks
4: for having us. We're excited to be here again. Good to see you. Good, Good to, to be back.
3: Yep, uh, a little delayed reaction from the crowd, uh, but uh, I guess we're, we're, we're delayed by getting out there. Uh, make sure we don't say anything bad so they'll clip us. There we go. So we got like a 30-second delay. There we go. Um, uh, John, off week. um Did you get a lot accomplished? Uh, You know, how did you just first of all? How did you go about the off week?
4: Well, we uh, we use Monday as a uh, kind of a teaching day. We got uh, a lot more uh, film time from the Alonzo game uh, than we normally will uh, with a typical game week Monday. So that was good to get a little bit more, a little more teaching time. Um, And then we gave the the kids off of practice. We went out and did some conditioning. Uh, We practiced Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then gave the kids off on Friday. it kind of went back to almost kind of like a spring football practice schedule. Did a lot more uh, ones versus ones that week and um, spend a little bit more time on, on the fundamentals. You're not necessarily installing game plan prep. Um, so you can spend a little more time with the fundamentals, which which was good. You know, We're at the midpoint of the season. You want to make sure you're, you're staying on top of those types of things.
3: Uh, which is kind of crazy that we're at the midpoint, don't yeah. you think? Because it seems like the bye week is coming early. But really, we're basically in the middle of it all, aren't we? right? Yeah,
4: everybody really played their fifth game last week. Uh, we'll we'll be playing ours this this week, obviously. But, um, but yeah, you know, it, it, it came at a nice time. We we had some kids banged up, uh, so it allowed us to um, you know give those guys time for you know to rehab some of those injuries and, and um, you know do some light practice. And, and some guys we, we held out of uh, of reps, which which is which was needed for some of them.
3: And it's always good to go into a bye week with a win because the worst possible thing you can do is lose and, and then have to sit out next yeah, week. And right? that sits
4: on you for two weeks. And so, yeah, you want to you want to make sure you're going into a bye week with a win, certainly.
3: 38 nothing, by the way, the score of the Alonzo game. And before we really break that game down and look forward to a huge game this Friday night, we'll welcome in uh, Tony Rozier again. And Tony, our receivers coach, first year as our receivers coach on Varsity, yes, sir. Tony, talk a little bit about your background and how you got to Manatee.
5: Um, actually, um, I played against um, the Booth brothers in college. Um, <laughs> they whooped them. They whooped up on us. Yes, good. we did. <laughs> but um, um, I met them during college there, and I I moved back to Temple from Orlando, Florida, and I was looking to get into coaching, and um, I actually went over with them when I was at um, Bloomingdale. Okay. Over uh, there in Barrico.
3: So you were, uh, you were at Bloomingdale. Where did you play high school football? Uh, I
5: played Orlando Jones High School.
3: Okay. And then um, where in the Midwest did you play?
5: Um, Graceland University, Graceland. actually in Iowa, okay. uh-huh. South Iowa.
3: Yep, yep. Um, seen a few local players that have headed up there. Right. Um, now talk about uh, what it's like coming to Manatee because a lot of coaches uh, from the outside, they perceive it as, wow, you know, Manatee High School, what a great place it would be to coach.
5: Right. Um, it's actually a great place. Um, to coach. Um, it's a great experience for me. It's a great experience for me to um, be here at Manatee because I know the tradition, um, 100 years of football uh-huh. that they have. So that's it's, it's great to be at a program where you can actually learn from some of the best coaches that's been in the state of Florida and the best program that's been in the state of Florida that's recognized in the nation.
3: And you've got a pretty good group of uh, receivers to coach. Yes, at, don't we you? have some
5: receivers yeah. that can do some things with the ball when they get the ball in their hand, yeah, which gonna, is um, great. We're going to talk more coach. about
3: that as we go on here, but uh, the play of Tariq Milton in the last mm-hmm. couple of weeks, John, has to have you excited.
5: Well,
4: it does, and it, it, it gives us uh, it gives us balance throughout the receiving corps. Um, you know, when he went down uh, against Largo in the, in the kickoff classic, um, you know, that was tough because, you know, all through the spring and summer and fall camp, you know, he was, he was kind of our outside of Kavius. He was going to be our, our outside threat and, our, and, and the ability to make some big plays on the, on the perimeter. Um, and so, you know, we needed, to, we needed to have somebody step up. And we talked a lot about Reggie Carter for the first couple of weeks, and, and, uh, and he certainly has, has continued his, his level of play at a high level. Um, but uh, with Tariq with back healthy, it gives us a lot in the special teams game. Uh, with the punt returns and and, um, and certainly out on the perimeter. Now we've got uh, Reggie on one side and Tariq on the other side, and Cavey is working the middle of the field. It's just it gives us really nice balance. All right, let's uh,
3: take a look back at the Alonzo game, John. Uh, Thirty-eight to nothing. You came out and really dominated the football game. I thought defensively they were not able to get anything going offense. We, our defense played outstanding. We got on the scoreboard early and often, and really uh, kind of coasted to a big win.
4: Yeah, you know one of the things that we we talked about at uh, the early part of the season is um, is, is finishing plays. Um, you know we we had a lot of opportunities that uh, we didn't cash in on, and I thought we were able to do that against Alonzo. Uh, we moved the ball well, and really we've been moving the ball well all season up until you know going into the, to the Alonzo week. Offensively, we were over three hundred fifty yards a game, and. Um, you know, we weren't finishing drives on at, at, you know some points and you know in, in particular ball games. And so it was good to to move the ball uh, consistently and then finish drives off. And then you know certainly defensively, I thought we had a great first half in particular. Um, you know, I think we, we held them to, to negative yards um, total yards in the first half, um, and then and then really limited their run game, which they really tried to establish really all through the game. But watching them on film and as we were preparing for them. Uh, they really want to try to establish a run, so that was kind of a point of emphasis for our kids. Uh, defensively, we got to make sure that we handled the line of scrimmage. I thought they did a great job with that last, uh, last week.
3: Well, I was surprised because doing my due diligence, I watched some game film, mm-hmm. and they lined up in a ton of I. And we talked about that. Right. And then I didn't. didn't well, see they even a ton moved.
4: They even moved their uh, their athlete. They played a receiver number five, and, and uh, he, he's a he's a sophomore. Uh, but he's going to be a player here in the next few years. And, and it looked like they wanted to put him in the backfield and allow him to just kind of do uh, what he does and, and kind of go make some plays. And I um, thought we did a great job of containing him. Um, and then it was toward the end of the game they put the other quarterback in to try to throw throw the ball downfield. But, uh, and yeah, he looked just, okay. I, and he did. He's and, got and, a pretty good arm. And really he, I thought he looked good um, on film as we were preparing for him. So we were a little surprised that they put him – uh, number five back there at quarterback but um, you know it was a it was a good adjustment for for our kids to be able to see that and, and kind of keep him in check. now Alonzo they beat Newsom last week right
3: 27 20. Now I haven't gone back and, and done research but I wonder who led their what I wonder if they went back to the other quarterback or what they scored I don't know points. for sure but I
4: know they uh, their running back had a pretty decent game they they ran the ball pretty well. So,
3: yeah, we'll have to check that out. Uh, I just got some scores. The other big score in district play was Riverview over Palm Harbor. That's yep. Sarasota Riverview.
4: Right. Did you go down to that game, by I the way? did not. No. I knew we were going to get the film, the right. game film, and, and we, we've already we already received that. So we were able to watch that. 34-21. That's right. a huge win
3: for Todd Johnson.
4: Well, yeah, and uh, they – you know, he's, he's been in a lot of close games. They're a pretty young team, but he's been in a lot of close games this season and, uh, and had some opportunities to win some games and just kind of fell up short. So it was, uh, you know, I know they were hungry for that, and that was a big win for them.
3: Yeah, and, and, I'm, and I'm happy for Todd Johnson. He's a good guy, yep. and uh, you, you just you feel for him because he's trying to get that program back to where they were for sure. so, so long, and he, he just hasn't had a whole lot of talent.
4: And hopefully they're turning the corner. Well, so it'd they, be
3: nice to get that rivalry back. Yeah, the and,
4: they, and they play tough. And you can see that. They, they you know, they just a, a few steps away here, a few steps away there, a couple misplays here and there. But, uh, you know, they've been playing everybody pretty close and pretty tough. So, yeah, certainly Palm Harbor came in undefeated yeah. at that time and putting up some big numbers. They beat some good teams early. Tony, talk about the uh, receiving core that you're
3: working with this year. Uh one thing I know that you're happy with, we're throwing the ball quite a bit, so that has to make your receivers happy.
5: Right, make them real happy. But I told them at the beginning of the year that um, we'll lean on them a lot. Um, being that they had a couple guys that's not with us, um, I told them a couple guys on the receiving court gonna have to step up, and they have. Um, they work hard at practice, and I told them it starts at practice. Um, what you do at practice will transfer over to the game, which um, pretty much has been going on the whole year. Um, I actually took the guys to the Steinbrenner Riverview game up in Riverview so they can see Steinbrenner and Riverview live speed. It's different from watching it on film versus going to the game sure. and checking out some of the DBs in the secondary.
3: It is a lot different, isn't a it?
5: A whole lot different. I'll, than... I'll
3: see things on film, and then I'll watch the game, and I'll think. Now, I'm thinking this team is pretty darn good that we're playing Friday night, but, you know, I don't know. I, I It's hard for me. You guys watch a lot of film, but right. it's just hard for me to, to watch it and then equate to how good a team's going to be.
5: Right. It's, it's hard to gauge. The live speed helps you out, and, and the guys seen that. They seeing, like, oh, it's kind of different. And It's not it's not the same as watching film, and they picked up on it um, different tendencies. If you don't know, if you have experience watching film, you get better and better once you watch right. film. Right, right. The, the older you get, the more you stay within the game.
3: Well, I should be pretty darn good at it, I think. <laughs> but uh, uh, we've got our players in the game coming up uh, after we take a break in a few minutes. A.J. Kola on offense and Emilio Gonzalez on defense. And we'll talk more about those two young men. But other bright spots in the game. First, we'll go defensively. Man. I mean, I thought the whole defensive unit played really well from uh, the front three to four right. Yeah. Right. Uh, back to the uh, defensive backs. Yeah, and,
4: and uh, you know, one of the things we were really stressing was, was controlling the line of scrimmage. When you get a team that wants to run the ball and they say they're going to run the ball, uh, you know, that, that, it puts a challenge on your D-line. And uh, that was something that we, we challenged them just that week and, and said we've got to control the line of scrimmage. I thought we did a great job. We had a great penetration um, got to the backfield and and uh, and we finished plays. I, you know we, um, we 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 won the first down. Um, put him into behind the chains early. Uh, and you know when when you're a heavy run team and you get the third and long, it puts pressure on you offensively.
3: Offensively. Uh, Coach, I thought we did really well. Uh, A.J. is really coming into his own, and I think uh, lately his ability to run has really opened up yeah. a lot. Opened up
5: a whole lot. Yeah. Opened up a whole lot. I'm telling my guys now, hey, you got to start blocking better for A.J. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, he's he, he had a lot of yards and a lot of big plays, so I tell him, "Hey, finish the play through the whistle, one, AJ might break one."
4: And, and one of the things we talked we talked about balance with with our receiving core, where we can spread the ball out in the pass game. But uh, what what that's done now is it opens up with the jet sweep runs. Uh, all of our read option runs with with AJ. Uh, he's he's got a great grasp on that. But uh, you know, anytime we have big runs, uh, that's our that's our perimeter blocking. I mean, obviously, we've got to we got to you know do that in the line of scrimmage. But that's only going to take you to a second level. If we can get our receivers blocking the perimeter, that's where big plays happen. Those long touchdown runs.
3: And speaking of big plays, we're going to go into break. But as we go into break, uh, Ace, let's uh, let's run that huge punt return by Tariq Milton. And I tell you, when you can get plays like this from your special teams, boy, it helps out quite a bit. So we'll go into break, but first we'll hear this punt return by Tariq. As the punter gets it off, it's a line drive that Milton is going to be able to return. He grabs it at the 42, to the 45, to the 50. Look at Milton go to the 45, the 40, the 30, the 20, the 10, the 5. It's a touchdown, Tariq Milton. All right, that'll carry us into the break. We'll be back live from Beefo Brady's right after this.
0: Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, AM 930, the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com. On your iPad, iPhone, and Android, we're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. AM 930, The Answer.
2: c1 bank is proud to support the manatee hurricanes c1 bank is a true community bank clients first community first whether it's your personal account or business account c1 bank will do everything possible to meet all your financial needs c1 bank has 28 banking centers from the greater tampa bay area to southwest florida including three locations in manatee county for more information visit c1bank.com and go canes As a five-time pick by Super Lawyers Magazine, as a top
1: Florida attorney, and as a longtime supporter of Hurricane football, Edwin Eddie Mulock brings more than 40 years' experience to the courtroom. Personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, and criminal law, Eddie uses his innate passion for helping people and his extensive knowledge of the law to champion justice. Office is located in downtown Bradenton at 701 Manatee Avenue West. Call 748-2104. That's 748-2104. Or log on to
0: MulockLaw.com. Did you know that Sleep King Sarasota has the best selection of Nassau memory foam and latex mattresses? Sleep on luxury with the new Simmons Beauty Rest, full or queen size, only 4 dollars That's right, just $499. Buy a mattress today, sleep on it tonight. Free same-day delivery, even if we have to carry it on our backs. Only at Sleep King, 1901 Hanson Street in Sarasota. Or online at sleepking.net. That's sleepking.net. A. M. Nine thirty. Stress Saver Traffic Report.
6: Good evening. The Skyway Southbound, an earlier crash around midspan, still has Southbound slow on the north end of the bridge. This update brought to you by Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice. DeSoto Bridge, no problems there. Smooth ride across the Manatee River. Three O One and Forty One, in good shape between Bradenton and Sarasota. Manatee Avenue, 53rd University Parkway, trouble-free ride. Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Roads in good shape. And in Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, all looking good. Britain's Carpet One Floor and Home in Venice. You're a locally owned Carpet One retailer. Everything for your home. One-on-one service, backed by more than 50 years in the area. 1190 East Venice Avenue. Dave Kish, AM 930. The Answer. <laughs>
0: to Hurricane Hotline, live from Beefo Brady's, 4925 Cortez Road in Bradenton. Hosted by Dave Brestow and Hurricanes head coach, John Booth. Talk to the coach now. 877-969-8600. Now, here's Dave Bristow and coach John Booth.
3: Well, thank you very much. Pleasant good evening everyone. We're back at Beefo Brady's for... Uh, A great Tuesday evening of talking Hurricane football. Give us a call here tonight. Uh, You can call us on our local line. It's real easy, 955-0930, 955-0930. We were off last week. We were off from here, and we were off uh, Friday night. And uh, quite frankly, it was kind of enjoyable uh, to get away from it. I know, you know, obviously you guys don't get away from it a lot, but uh, I was able to to get up to Gainesville, and I'm uh, still relishing
4: it's a big win in there. that win.
3: Uh, yeah, I wasn't hurt in the celebration. Uh, <laughs> my daughter broke her Ray-Bans, but I told her that's fine. Collateral damage, no big deal. I'll pay for that. Uh, but it was, wow, that was, that was Great nice. Great finish, yeah. That was nice. Um, and, and I thought of that because, Tony, you were talking about blocking by receivers. Right. And Powell, our little slot receiver, right. threw a just a tremendous block it wasn't the kind of block that you're going to knock somebody out he just got in the way of two people
5: yeah two people he took up two people
3: and callaway was able to turn the corner and the rest was history and uh, it was a very very happy slump yep. on uh, saturday and um, you know it's great because it's great for high school football in the state to have florida and i'm not saying that because i'm a uf grad but it's just good to have your institution it is uh the flagship school to be really good sure. right. you know because if it's if, if you're down uh you know the athletes may go elsewhere right
5: yeah.
3: and they have been go right, right. Uh, i'm talking about leaving the state of florida right and uh, to keep them in it's good uh you know we had uh, florida state uh, was off this last week but uh, the week prior to marcus christmas getting yeah. uh, some good playing time there and uh Blake Keller up at Marshall continues to play. I just got word that uh, Danny Doyle is being redshirted at Duke mm-hmm. and uh, we just got them all over the place. Uh,
4: got, we got several kids up at uh, Ferris State Division II school and, and their coach texted me um, last weekend and said uh, all of our kids contributed and were a major part of the win that they just had. So it's good to hear about that too. And,
3: and you know the thing about those kids is um, and They're a top
4: five team right now in the country. Yeah.
3: Antonio Agers he, was, he flew a little bit under the radar like you did in college, John, or high school. You yep. didn't fly under the radar in college, but in high school you did. And Antonio, kind of the same type of player. But he made the Powell Bowl and did really well and ended up getting a scholarship, and he's playing very yeah, well. And they're,
4: and they're on a, on a, on a great team. We were just, I was just talking about that with uh, Coach Alansky um, and, and getting our kids and you know, when when you talk about level, everybody has that the, that dream of, of the big school. But you know, when you look at a Ferris State, top five in the country, their quarter their quarterback just won the equivalent of the Heisman for the Division II level. Probably going to get an NFL look. Um, you know, and so you never know what's going to happen at those levels. But it's good to see our kids move forward at every level that we have, and and uh, you know, and, and being successful and having a great time doing it.
3: And I'll throw this story out: Florida starting right tackle Mason Halter was at Fordham hmm. Division 1 AA for the last four years and he got hurt and they have some weird rule there where he couldn't get his red shirt uh, for whatever reason they wouldn't give him a medical red shirt in other words and so he had a year of eligibility left and he saw that Florida was having some issues in their offensive line big issues mm-hmm. he reached out to UF and they said sure come on down he's starting there you go right tackle for a nationally ranked team now yeah. he went from one double A to yeah. the high level of football so yeah. you never know what's gonna happen right yeah,
4: yeah. you know uh,
3: with the with the rule now that you can leave and play your senior year if you've graduated yeah. and right. his was extenuating circumstances he wanted to stay where he was he just a, rule, a yeah. weird rule forced him out so yeah uh, there's lots of places for you to play that's right, right. that's for sure Um Let's get back to the game. Let's talk to our players of the game. We'll get uh, Gene Brown up here now because uh, first we'll go to, uh, you know, let's start on defense this time because I love saying Emilio Gonzalez. He's, uh, yeah, he's uh, really become a force at linebacker. And he had, uh, I think, eight solo tackles, nine tackles total. Yeah. He had, he forced a couple of fumbles. He had a great game. Eight tackles for loss. Yeah. Yeah, the tackles yeah. were for loss. I mean, that's one thing to tackle a guy ten yards downfield. Right, right. But when you're tackling him in the backfield, that creates all sorts of issues for the offense. Take it away, G. All
7: right. Thank you, Dave. All right, Emilio, I just say congratulations and welcome to b Brady's.
5: Thank you very much.
7: Coming into this year, obviously, our defense has changed a little bit. Do you think that's uh, after four games now? We're kind of working into how the defense is played. Yeah, it's just the way the defense is. Is um, of course we all have to be mean, but we all have to be one. We all have to play as a unit because if one person makes a mistake, that's that doesn't just. It's not just on him. It's on everybody. Obviously, as the season has gone on, from the beginning to now, we started with a couple of great teams coming in, passing in that. And then, of course, last week's uh, game, we didn't have as much of a passing attack. So do you think that benefited you, kind of uh, downhill, getting it in, in, in their face? Yeah, it's just uh, when you look at their plays from when we watch film and everything, you just you just see everything the way it's supposed to be. And then, like, when you're on the field, it just happens, and you just got to get get to the ball. All right, quick question. Would you rather make a good hard hit in the backfield for a loss or a sack or would you rather intercept the ball and score a touchdown? I'd take the interception any day. <laughs> All right, great job.
3: Yeah, um, no doubt. Yeah. You, know, you don't get a chance to get in that end zone That's right. when you're a defensive <laughs> player. Okay, great job by Emilio Gonzalez. And now we're going to go to our offensive player of the game. And before we throw it out to A.J., we're going to have uh, the very first touchdown from the other night, uh, A.J. Cole Giovanni. Allen operates in the pistol. AJ will keep it on the left side for a touchdown. AJ Cola Giovanni puts the Hurricanes out in front, six to nothing. And Gene, talk to AJ about how he's become a force running the football.
7: Yeah, definitely, AJ. A couple times, one thing I want to say is I hope you're giving uh your running back some kudos because a couple of times there you did a great job at pulling the ball. And they just blew him up, and he was walking off. Uh, but, you know, that's what you got to do. you got to read it. And tell us how that's kind of, you know, come together this season with uh, seeing what's happening at the time when you pull it and or you leave it. Uh, just repping it in practice and uh, going with Coach Booth and just repping both Coach Booths and uh, going in uh, during individual and just getting my reads and then having the O-line just execute and just go as a unit. All right, because one thing we've talked about the last couple games, you have pulled the ball, and, uh, of course, Lincoln, you kind of tweaked your ankle there in the second half. Um, but coming into the season, you know, did you think you were going to be throwing or running or just kind of a combination as we've gone on? I mean, after the season, me and Coach Booth talked, and it was definitely to get bigger, faster, stronger in the off season, and uh, faster was definitely one of the things I definitely wanted to be. And uh, just working with Coach Lansky and working more running, it's really helped, and uh, try to come in both running and passing. All right, and one of the things I've noticed is obviously the confidence in the running game the last couple of weeks and taking it because they've tried to take our outside game away, and you've been able to go up the middle. And uh, how about that offensive line? Are they kind of getting a little better as each week goes on? Yeah, every week we're getting better. Um, just going out and working and practicing and going 100% against our defense, which is going to be one of the d- best defenses we play all year, and uh, just getting better and uh, working as a unit has really helped us, just trying to be one. All right, well, keep up the good work. Thank you.
3: Okay, congratulations to our offensive and defensive players of the game. And, uh, John, I know that you're very proud of the way A.J. has come along, uh, you know, since last year. He's really picked it up. and. You know, he's still only a junior, so he's got right. a lot to learn still.
6: Well,
4: yeah, he does, but he's got a great grasp of what we're trying to do offensively. Um, great command of the offense out on the field. Very composed, um, you know. But we, we we were seeing flashes of that as a, as a sophomore. You know, that was one of the things that stuck out stuck out to me was was just how composed he has done. There's not a lot of things that phase him in the midst of a game. We've seen that on, on on two games now where we've had two minute drives and we and we moved the ball. Um, know, pretty, pretty flawlessly through those two-minute drills. And so I'm uh, just really happy with, with him and, and the work that he puts into uh, preparing himself. And And uh, he wants to be the best, and he, and he works that it.
3: Okay, we're going to throw out our first trivia question of the night. And we always like to have one of the trivia questions about the team that we're playing. And we take on Steinbrenner High School. This is a pretty easy trivia question. What town is Steinbrenner located in? Where is George Steinbrenner High School? Okay. If you know, raise your hand and Gene will be there. To uh, Gene. There he is. (laughs) All right. If you know the question, where is Steinbrenner? Named after, of course, the former Yankee owner and star of Seinfeld, George Steinbrenner. Well, those were some great episodes when George worked for the Yankees. Go ahead, Gene. All
7: right, we're on the far side of the restaurant. Tell us your name. Robert. All right, Robert, you know the answer?
4: It's Lutz.
3: Lutz, man. All right, good. Robert. Good job. That great was, job. I was trying to have a trick question there because I thought people would say Tampa. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's in that metropolis of Lutz. Uh, do we know how to get there to Lutz? It's,
4: we'll find out. Go north, right? That's right.
3: Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, it's funny, Alonzo, man, it was way out there as yeah. far as going west after you went by the airport yeah. out there. It seemed like it took forever to get there. And
4: this one's even further north. Yeah, you go so.
3: north and then uh, head off the, uh, I guess it's the Leroy Salmon Expressway that you're on. I, I guess that's the north-south road, I think it is. Uh, I don't know. I'm
4: GPSing it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, let's talk a little about yeah. George Steinbrenner High School. Uh, they're having their best year ever, John, and I know you know that concerns you and gets your attention. They're five and zero. They're two and zero in district. Right. So, boy, you got to think we're going to go into a pretty hostile environment.
4: Sure, and uh, you know they've been they've been putting up points. Um, they're throwing the ball. They've got a young quarterback that's in there, and he's he he's looks good, you know. And and uh, um, you know when you get a team that uh, you know they're coming off of their their best season right now, or their best start of a season in school history. They're playing with a lot of confidence. Um, they're gonna be they're gonna be hungry. We're going into their place. They're gonna be ready to go, and that's something that we've challenged our kids with. I mean, you know, I just got done talking to the kids today after practice, and you know, we're in, in district play. These games are all critical. We you've yeah. got to win these games. But if the, if the games are critical, now our preparation each day in practice has got to be critical in our approach and so um our kids get it our kids understand where we're at at this point in the season and and what's at stake and and uh we'll be ready for them
3: well let's go down the schedule that they have played steinbrenner they're the warriors their colors navy and gold and they started out by knocking off gaither 13 to nothing then they beat blake 31 zip chamberlain 21 10 Sarasota Riverview 38 17 and Riverview Riverview 37 to 20. Now, some skeptics can question uh, the validity of that schedule, uh, like myself, but uh, hey, they won the games. That's the important thing. And right. no, they haven't played any power teams like a Hoover or a Tallahassee Lincoln, a Palmetto, but uh, nevertheless, they've won and. None of the games have been really, really close, at least the final score has right. not been close.
4: Well, right, and, and uh, like I said, they, they've, got, uh, they've got some, some offensive firepower. Uh, we got, like I said, they had a young quarterback that can throw the ball and got some receivers that, that get downfield and, and, and make some catches. They're, they're pretty tall out on the perimeter. Uh, they'll throw some jump balls, and they come down with it. So our secondary have to be ready. Um, you know, each and every week, we you know, our, our, our front seven are going to have to be ready. Um, and, and when we talk blitzes and, and stunts and twists and all those kinds of things we do defensively, uh, we've got to come 100 miles an hour at them. Tony, what do you
3: see defensively out of this team? It looks like they uh, like to play a 3-4. That's what I saw on film. Um, what do you see that maybe we can take advantage of as far as your receiving court?
5: Um, whenever we get in a one-on-one situation, I feel like um, if trips, um, we get in trips and go one-on-one on the backside, I think our receiver, any receiver we put on one-on-one can beat the one-on-one. Um, what stood out most was the um, linebackers. Um, they fly around to the ball. Um, every play, they don't take plays off. The whole team, they're a disciplined team. But I feel like if we in a one-on-one situation or they're in a man-to-man situation across the board, I feel that we can explore them real good.
3: Now, one thing I did see on film, they're pretty complete. Yep. You know, they, they're, right. they're not one of these teams where you look at them and, okay, there's right. a glaring weakness there. Right, they're
4: they're, they're solid. And, um, you know, that's, that's the, as we're watching film with our guys, uh, that's something that we're <laughs> definitely pointing out I mean they're you know we we've got to make sure that we uh we're, we're executing at the top of our game because uh, if we don't they can make plays and they've shown it they they had uh, several interceptions against um, Tampa Riverview uh last week one they brought back for a touchdown um uh, they were in a dogfight with Sarasota Riverview uh until they pulled away late uh late in the game um and you know ended up beating them by two or three scores but um, you know, so they've got the ability to, to kind of turn it on when they need to. All
3: right, we're going to take our final time out of the evening and we'll continue our conversation. Hurricane football, this is Hurricane Hotline, and we are live from Beefo Brady's. We'll be back right after this.
2: AM 930,
0: Stress Saver Traffic Report.
6: Good evening, beginning this look at what remains of the Tuesday ride home on the Skyway southbound. Still seeing delays on the north end of the bridge due to an earlier crash southbound around mid-span. This update brought to you by Auto Glass America. No problems on the DeSoto Bridge. It is trouble-free across the Manatee River, 301 and 41. Looking pretty good between Bradenton and Sarasota, Manatee Avenue, 53rd, University Parkway, Fruitville, Bee Ridge, Clark Roads, they're all in good shape. In Venice, Tamiami Trail, Venice Avenue, Jack Randall Boulevard, looking okay. If you have a damaged windshield and full insurance coverage, Auto Glass America installs a new one for free and buys back your old one for up to $100 on the spot. 813-96-GLASS. Dave Kosh, AM 930, The Answer. to hurricane hotline
0: live from beefo brady's 4925 cortez road in bradenton hosted by dave bristow and hurricanes head coach john booth talk to the coach now 877-969-8600 now here's dave bristow and coach john booth
3: thank you very much welcome back to beefo brady's hurricane hotline on this beautiful tuesday evening and One thing uh, I understand uh, from the weather experts that uh, we're going to have a little cool front move through. I don't know if it will be quite in time for Friday night, but it's supposed to be here for the weekend where it's going to drop the humidity, and, uh, yeah, it should be really nice. I can't wait uh, because it has been a little humid. Yeah,
4: it was humid out there this afternoon too.
3: Now, um, how has practice gone since you've been back this week? because uh, you took, you know, it was kind of a weird last week, but right. you've gotten back into game preparation this week.
4: Right, and I've been, I've been really happy with, uh, well, with our practice week that we had last week. You know, when you, when you go back into to just practicing without preparing for a team, you never know what you're going to get. But, you know, kind of plugged there in the middle there of, of all of our district games, that was something that we stressed is this is not a week to, to kind of coast and just get through. We've got to continue to get better. Uh, so last week, it really started last week. We had a great week. We capped it off with a nice scrimmage at, on Thursday, uh, where it was pretty intense, and the kids were fired up. And gave them Friday off, and then you never know how you're going to go Monday, three days off. And, and I was actually pleasantly surprised. Our kids are, are focused. Um, it was a good Monday practice. We, we thought we were going to get rained on. We had uh, the radar. Uh, was was pretty heavy rain. Um, and we dodged it, and then uh, we had some rain this morning, and it held off the rest of the afternoon. So we were able to get two full practices in, which was nice when we didn't think we, we were going to be able to. But the kids have, the kids have been focused. Um, and uh, like I said earlier, they, they, they know what's at stake, and, and uh, they're, they're ready for it.
3: Yeah, that's important because I imagine it's, it's a little difficult to stress the fact that this is a bigger game than Hoover, Alabama, this is a bigger game than Palmetto, than Tallahassee Lincoln, than all the games that we played. This is the biggest game of the year.
4: Yeah, well, it just has more implications on it. I mean, every, every game, you know, the, the, the old cliche of, you know, the, the, this is the most important game because it's the next one. Right. And, uh, but it certainly really applies to the, the back half of our schedule where the rest of our games outside the last game with Southeast, I mean, every single game now. Uh, is a district game with, with playoff implications on it. So they are, uh, you know, the the, the cliché rings true. I mean, every game right now is the next one is the most important.
3: Now, I forget, uh, did you play Steinbrenner at Bloomingdale?
4: I played them once, yeah. Okay.
3: Was it up there? Or was, it was. It was
4: up there uh, at their place, and they had just started. Uh, they were only, you know, one or two years old when we played them.
3: But at least you has some familiarity with the with the field and
4: right. All of yeah, that. Um, quite a bit's changed from them. I mean, it, they've got a new coach. Um, you know, he wasn't there when he was a position coach when I when I played against them or coached against them. Um, but um, you know, I, we, we know a little bit about the the demographic of the of the school and and the type of caliber of players that they have and, and what you're going to get from them.
3: Now. do is it a big facility? A small facility? It's hard to, to tell from watching any game film. It's
4: it's pretty uh, it's it's pretty standard. It's, it's for Hillsborough it's for Hillsborough County. County. Um, kind of what we saw uh, facility wise at Alonzo will be what it, it's going to be pretty similar to that.
3: And would you expect a full house for this game? I mean,
4: I'm anticipating it. Um, we always travel well. I don't I don't uh, foresee that being another issue. Um, and and I know certainly they'll be excited. This will be uh, certainly the, the biggest game that they've played in. Um, you know, uh, yeah, probably, no, ever. yeah I mean, <laughs> right. probably ever. I mean, yeah. probably ever, and uh, certainly this year. So, I
3: mean, the school hasn't been around, uh, what, about seven, eight years, I think. Right. They've been right. around. So, Tony, you would think that this could be. You know they've had this one circled.
5: Right. Um, they actually um, traveled well to Riverview. Um, so I expect from and Manatee, that they're at home to have a nice, nice crowd. Yeah, be because, excited.
3: You, look, I mean, they're playing Manatee. I mean, they're playing a team that's been nationally ranked recently that's, uh, five and, you
5: know. I think 5-0. Oh, so. Yeah. So, I know they're excited.
3: Uh, and they, I'm sure they're having the mindset that we could pull off the upset. For I'm sure, sure they're not telling their kids it would be an upset. But sure. Uh, I'm sure they're going in with a mindset that if they win, they are definitely in the driver's seat. That's right. For the district championship. That's right. Now, um, it, it we haven't really talked about the district alignment much. Do you, do you like it? Because we're going into a long stretch now. We're we're playing district, district, district. Where right. last year that wasn't the
4: case. Well, we're we're in a di- uh, you know a bigger district you know this year than we were last year. Um, yeah, I mean it, it, it makes it a little tougher. Um, you know you, you you have no room for error so to speak. Uh, but uh, you know the the nice thing, and I said you know. One of our first broadcasts this year The the nice thing about it is um, You don't have that game Where you you almost have to try to Motivate the kids to to get them ready To go every game is important Every game now there's no room for Error we can't come out flat Any of these weeks any of these games um, And expect to to just Kind of go through the motions and and get a win You know everybody's playing For a playoff spot and competing for it
3: And I, I, I like having a District with Six, seventeen. Sure. Mm-hmm. When I checked out the uh, the website the other day, the Florida High School Athletic Association, I was just going back and kind of reviewing the districts where we might match up and such and playoffs. And there's still a lot of districts with three and four teams. Sure. You yeah. Know, and to me, uh, it just doesn't make much sense.
4: Well, and you, and you see, you know, some of those districts where teams will get in as a as a runner-up. With two or three wins, right. I've seen it with one win. You know, and that one win was a district game, and and they're the runner-up. And so, um, I, I I like the bigger district. Um, you know, it, 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 you can't you don't get a gauge really until later in the season of where things are going to kind of shake. Shake out and, and see because there's still a lot of football left to be played this season. Um, you know, some teams that may have lost their first district game can can make a run. Right. And, and you know, you see it at the end of the season. All of a sudden, they've made enough, you know, strong enough wins together to where they're the the runner up, or they they won it.
3: Yeah, that's true. And, and and one thing, you know, if you look at uh, some of the other districts that we'll be paired up with, we're not paired up with the uh, Fort Pierce Vero again. No. And uh, those two teams are very very good. Yeah. Again. You, you would expect that. We are paired up with Dr. Phillips, Right. and I'm not sure, you know, it could be anybody, the runner-up, Yeah, I, if Dr. Phillips wins. Yeah. And, um, and,
4: and, and, and Tony's pretty familiar with that area, just yeah, being from it, the so Orlando <laughs> area. He's got <laughs> a chance to, to get to some of those games. Yeah,
5: um, they have a team that moved up from 7-8, Oak Ridge High School, they're, they're the favorite to win the district this year. Over with Phillips? The, yeah, with Dr. Phillips being the runner-up. Okay. Um, they actually beat a pop last year at Oak oh. Ridge High School.
3: Well, yeah, then I guess they would be.
5: So, uh, if Dr. Phillips, if we, when we go to the playoffs, uh, we'll probably face Dr. Phillips being that if they're the runner-up because we expect to win our district. Face. And
4: they've and they've been pretty battle tested this uh, the early part of this season. They they their record's not. Uh, they're a lot like us, right? Their their record's not not great, um, but they've played some pretty tough opponents.
3: And they've got the one player back from IMG mm-hmm. who left IMG, right? A very good. Uh, I believe he's a receiver. I want to say that alignment as well. Um, but um, but they,
4: but they but they've got some skill kids, uh, some young skilled So players really, as well.
3: it, it, it's a toss up. Vero, Fort Pierce. Right. Dr. Phillips and the school that you yeah. mentioned. So, I mean, I don't think there's a big difference. No,
4: no. And and when you look at the classification of 8A as a whole, um, there's some there's some really good football teams. And, and now you throw in uh, Kissimmee Osceola up from right. 7A. Um, I mean, they're they're a powerhouse as well, and they've been for for years too. So, um, you know, you throw in Flanagan and Apopka and and um, you know, Vero Beach and Fort Pierce, there's a, there's a lot of good football uh, in 8A.
3: Well, you, you talk about a pop good. It's interesting. You turn on TV and their players are out starting right oh, yeah. high Division one programs. Chandler oh, yeah. Cox is starting at Auburn. And, of course, Ivy has worked his way into the lineup at Florida. Oh, no bad. surprise there. Right. But he was hurt. and uh, But he's getting a lot of playing right. time. It's only a matter of time before he's a, sure. a starting tackle. Or sure. he could be a guard. He could be anything. Right.
4: I mean he, he with was the incredible. way he runs shoot he might be he might be a wide receiver man. <laughs> <Tied in.
3: laughs> Johnna uh, he is the most impressive offensive lineman I've ever seen in high school. He was
4: uh yeah he was he was pretty I, impressive to watch on film and and the way he was getting out on their run game and, and leading that but as he was making contact with with the defenders and secondary coming down or or linebackers uh, there was no hesitation in his, in his run. I mean, he would run through guys and continue to the next level, which I, I've never seen it at the high school level.
3: So Tony, did you watch him on film, or did you watch him in person? I mean, I know you saw him in person. But I actually
5: watched him on film. My cousin actually plays running back for Apopka. Okay. And um, when I seen him for the first time, I was... I thought he was going to be, like, a lot more fatter than he was, but he was kind of, like, tripping. He was lean. Like yeah, yeah. it's was like a tight end. Yeah. That's why he moves so well. It's unbelievable. Um, and physically, and it's more with his attitude, too. When I seen him play, he played with, like, an attitude, like, I'm going to run through somebody yep. and get to the next level.
3: And the only reason I'm spending a few minutes on this is because I was so amazed last year. And then, you know, I was pretty excited when he signed with Florida. And I just think he's going to be truly a great player. The, the only question has been, okay, he played at a popka, They ran kind of a, I don't know if I'll say a gimmick offense, but an offense that you just don't see very much. They ran it very well, but it, sometimes it doesn't equate to – what you're going to do in the next level? Right. Yeah, but you look at, at so, a, uh,
4: a down block yeah. is a down block, a pull is a yeah. pull, whatever offense you're you're, you're in. Um, some of the the, the gimmick things that they did was in the backfield. I mean, but he what he did is going to that, that's going to transfer over to the next level with with pulls and down blocks and kickouts. And, and if you
3: blow people away, you blow them away. Right. right? That's uh, <laughs> I mean, I did, I just no. really never seen anything. Yeah, like it. he's so, a good one. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it'll be interesting. So my whole point was that. We know why Apopka was so darn good. Sure. They just had a nice. bundle of talent and a great coach. Sure. And an offense that was very, very difficult to defend. Yeah. You know. Now, let's get back to Steinbrenner. What do we need to do early, John? I know that, uh, number one, eliminate the turnovers. Because that plagued us early in the season.
4: Well, and, and that's what's uh, allowed them to jump on some teams throughout throughout the early part of this season. Uh, they, they do a good job of, of – uh, Creating turnovers. Um, their their secondary is pretty good uh, with, with interceptions. And so we're going to have to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, um, but we're going to have to execute um, the way that we're capable of executing. We're not going to be able to, to sit back and just kind of get a feel for it. We're going to have to be aggressive uh, and take the game to them.
3: All right. Uh, Gene Gallo has uh, a question, and he always has a, a great question. Um,
6: You didn't send me an email that to let me know what you wanted me to ask tonight.
3: It's all you, Gene. How about the stop and go route? Because well, we got you know, the receiver coach right here.
6: I thought about that when when you introduced him, and I said, you know, one more time. I want you to look at those defenses and do a stop and go on your receivers. There's been times that me. As an old man and an old coach, could see it from the stands, but I couldn't communicate with the coach. Right. But when you do it and you score a touchdown like I know you will, you need to turn up there and point your finger at me. and say, I, I <laughs> And that's the finger that I want used right there. <laughs>
3: I love the stop and go route. The only issue would be uh, time. Right. Got to have time.
4: Yeah. And we've done a we've done a few double move routes um, uh, early in the season. We got uh, we got Reggie downfield. We had that uh, against Hoover. We had it against Palmetto. Um, Tariq's a great double move route runner um, that we have been able to, to kind of work him in at, at that as well.
3: Hey, one more thing before we close out the show, Tony, the out routes that Carter runs, right. the sideline routes, are a thing of beauty, and Cole Giovanni's been putting the ball right there. And it looks like they've worked together right. for years on, it's, it's, on that it's route. It's
5: actually the seven route. It's a deep comeback route to the outside. It's a hard route to defend. Um, if you got a quarterback and a receiver that can time it up real well, it's almost you can't defend it. It's just that hard. Um, it's to the outside. You're running away down here from the DB, and it's towards the sideline. You and throw it to where you can. Your receiver can catch it.
4: And that's a timing thing that we, you know, uh, Tony does a great job with our guys of getting them in and out of breaks. That's something we rep every single day, getting them in and out of breaks quickly. Um, But it it, it matches up well because of of the the footwork and timing we do from the quarterback position um, that once we get ready, there there is no hesitation. It's a hitch throw. um, And we're trusting that our receiving core, our receiver position, is going to get out of their breaks at the exact time that way they need to be,
3: and we see a lot of that in our hurry-up offense. Yep. And I know you've worked a little bit on that, maybe implementing it at different times of the game. Yep, yeah,
4: we did a little bit of that against Alonzo, and and it's uh, something that we like to kind of sprinkle in throughout the uh, throughout that. But we, you know, we, we rep our we rep our no huddle and our two-minute offense every single week, so we we our kids are prepared with that, and, and they understand. Uh, you know, there's some different rules with a no huddle and, and a two-minute offense of when we need to get out of bounds and, and things like that, but but they understand the situation and the concept of what they do so they can get in and out of breaks and, and get, get upfield.
3: All right, that's going to wrap it up for our show tonight. I want to thank everyone who is out here at Beats and our listening audience. We will be on the air at 7 o'clock live from George Steinbrenner High School in Lutz, Florida. Again, I thank everyone. Our players of the game, Emilio Gonzalez, A.J. Cola Giovanni, Assistant Coach Tony Rogier, Head Coach John Booth. This is Dave Bristow. Until Friday night, so long, everyone. Here I am. hurts.
6: the pain hurricane.
1: Here I am. hurricane. Here I am. the pain is still there. And somewhere between the thousands you've spent getting quote-unquote adjusted and the thousands a surgeon wants you to spend on back surgery, the only relief you've experienced is the money your bank account has been relieved of. It's time to try White Sands Physical Therapy and Aquatics in Sarasota. White Sands can help with hands-on therapy and massage, VaxD spinal decompression, and aquatic therapy in the region's largest therapeutic pool, heated to 93 degrees for your comfort. And when you come to White Sands for therapy, you'll never be stuck on a bike or treadmill. You'll receive the personal attention you deserve. You'll find the relief from chronic pain you've been looking for without pain from exercises. White Sands accepts both insured and non-insured patients. Like doctors have said, you haven't been to therapy until you've been to White Sands Physical Therapy and Aquatics. Call today, 924-9525.